Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, the Mets are now officially wasting the brilliance of Jacob DeGrom. Another quality start, but another non quality result. DeGrom has a 1.84 ERA here at the halfway point of the season, and somehow the Mets have won six of the 17 games he has started. Saturday afternoon in Miami, a 22-year-old rookie won it for the Marlins, and the Mets kicked the ball around like they were Uruguay against Portugal. All that stated, we've got a podcast to do. We will shine a light on DeGrom and say goodbye to June, thank God, next on the DMP. It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. How much lower can the Mets sink? Don't answer that. I, I don't want to know. They're now 32 and 48. Mickey Calloway still trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, so to speak. There's no Cespedes. There's no Bruce. There's a lot of other issues going on. At least on Saturday, you figured, okay, it's DeGrom against a kid who's 22 and just up from double-A. This, at least, is going to go well. It did not go well. Mets lost 5-2. to two. They could not hang on to a 2-0 lead. And the way in which it slipped away, I think, was the most troubling thing of all. Let's talk about June here off the top before we get to the game recap. It ends at 5-21, and 21, the worst June ever for the Mets. They had a 6-21 and 21 back in 1993. Only the third month in team history where they played sub-200 baseball. And no, 1962 had nothing to do with it. They just played consistent 250 or 300 baseball every month. They didn't have one wipeout month. July of 63, August of 82. The only other months where the Mets would play something like 180 or 190 baseball. 5-21. and 21. And that followed a 10-18 and 18 month of May when the Mets had proclaimed that they had hit rock bottom. This would be rock bottom. The Mets are now percentage points under the Marlins in the standings. Two wins away from them. It's 34 wins to 32. And credit the Marlins. They're actually playing a pretty pesky brand of baseball right now. And Pablo Lopez, the kid that came up, was really very good. The game recap brought to you by Burke Rehabilitation. For over 100 years, Burke has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org to get the info that you need. Pablo Lopez, a fascinating kid. Both of his parents are doctors back in Venezuela. His sister went to Harvard Law, the guy that speaks four different languages. And on Venezuelan Heritage Day, of all things, a native Venezuelan making his major league debut. Stepped right into that big league octagon, and he did not look scared, although four pitches in, he was down one nothing. Jose Bautista clobbered one to left field. This is after Nimmo struck out on three pitches. Bautista, since June 15th, has a 520 on-base percentage. Only Mike Trout and the guy we just saw at the Pirates, Gregory Polanco, any better than that. So Bautista giving the Mets a 1-0 lead, but they couldn't add to it. 
Conforto singled, but Flores flied out. Second inning, two on, one out. Couldn't add to the lead. Fourth inning, leadoff double from Flores. And that's where he stayed parked. The Mets in this series, 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position. The next time they finally got something on the board, it was another big swing. It was Todd Frazier who golfed an 0-2 pitch out to left center field, out near the home run contraption, out by the Flamingos. Ninth of the year for Frazier. And okay, the Mets have a 2-0 lead for DeGrom. And you figured maybe that would be enough because he is, after all, Jacob DeGrom. Jacob in the fifth inning needed only 11 pitches to strike out the side. Reminiscent of his All-Star Game appearance in Cincinnati when it was 10 pitches to strike out the side. That one on national TV. This one simply game 80 of the season in Miami here in 2018. DeGrom at that point had the ERA down to about 1.5 for the year. You're thinking, okay, you know, a pitch count is so low. Only about 60 pitches through five innings. This is going to work out just fine. Struck out the first man he faced in the sixth inning. It was J.B. Shuck who went down. But then Derek Dietrich, an infield hit. And then Brian Anderson came up, saw a parade of change-ups. Four out of five pitches, like four out of five dentists, four out of five change-ups. And Anderson, on the, the fourth of those change-ups, just finally figured it out. And he crushed a home run, his fifth of the year, only the sixth that DeGrom has given up all year. You can go back and wonder about why all the change-ups, but uh, now it was 2-2 just like that. JT Real Muto bounced out, and you're thinking, okay, it's two out. He'll get through this. He'll pitch the seventh, maybe even the eighth. But then he walked Justin Bohr. He went 3-0 on Justin Bohr, eventually walked him. That was only the 12th time all year that DeGrom had been 3-0 on somebody. And I don't know if he was just rattled or what happened, but then Starlin Castro followed up with a hit. JT Riddle was up next, and it looked like DeGrom beat him. He'd already struck out Riddle a couple times in the game, back foot sliders on both of those. Riddle chopped a fastball up the first baseline, and inexplicably, Wilmer Flores just waited on it waited for the ball to come to him. And as the old saying goes, he who hesitates is lost. Riddle ran right by him, and a run came in to score. Wilmer Waiting's not nearly as good as Wilmer Walkoff's, we figured out. It was 3-2 Miami at that point, and DeGrom would get pinch hit for. The Mets wanted Jose Reyes up with one out, nobody on in the seventh, trying to get something kick-started. But Reyes is hitting just 184, and he promptly grounded out. Mets had to turn it over to the bullpen. Robert Gazelman scored on for the fifth consecutive outing. It's now been 12 runs allowed in those uh, five appearances here. His ERA going way up. Although these runs would be unearned. It was Ahmed Rosario kicking a ball at short. A one-hopper that he just dropped. And from there, things did not go well because JT Real Muto with a couple on golfed a double to left field. Two runs scoring to pretty much put it away. It was 5-2 at that point. The Mets could not touch the bullpen. It was Conley with a scoreless inning, Steckenrider a scoreless inning, Bearclaw a scoreless inning. He made the last two Mets hitters, veteran guys too, Frazier and Mezzarocco, wave at sliders that were easily a foot, if not a foot and a half outside. It was just a, a really ugly way to see things end. And to see the Mets drop into a subgroup now, kind of a subreddit of teams that you just figure they have no business hanging out with. Who are their neighbors here? Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City, the White Sox. The Padres are four games better than them. Can't even say they're in the Padres' neighborhood right now. My thought was, if if the worst-case scenario came by, and it pretty much has, with no Cespedes, no Bruce, no Syndergaard, and all of that, okay, you're not hanging with Houston and the Yankees and Milwaukee and the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, fine. 
You'll hang with Toronto and Tampa Bay and Minnesota and St. Louis and Pittsburgh and Colorado and San Francisco. But the Mets are not in that neighborhood. And there's a surprise neighborhood that's popped up. Atlanta and Philadelphia and Oakland all playing above their skis and above expectations. To see the Mets in that ghetto of Cincinnati, Baltimore, Kansas City and the White Sox, that is really, really surprising. And that's something that absolutely needs to turn around quickly. The Mets have gone month by month now just worse and worse. I mean, by by leaps and bounds, worse and worse. Mentioned that June had only five wins in it, and three of them were in a row. They had that one stretch of 72 hours on the road in Phoenix and Denver where they looked pretty good. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, that is a 2-21 month. Yeah. So on we go to Mickey Calloway and his post-game comments. Uh, they're brought to you by our friends at Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround. Ridgewood ready to help you live a better financial lifestyle. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here is Mickey Calloway. We just have to keep on having daily conversations um, to try and right the ship. You know, it's difficult right now. I, I know the players are feeling it. Um, I know the fans are feeling it. Um, we're going to continue to do everything we can, um, both the st- staff, the, the organization, and the players, to, to try and get in a better spot than we are because this isn't acceptable to anybody. Do you feel like you're getting the requisite amount of, of you know, energy, or, or do you feel like your guys are given the requisite amount of, of um, effort, I guess, on a day-in, day-out basis? Yeah, I really do. Uh, you know, I think that uh, they come to the park every day to, to play the game the right way, um, and, and we're just, you know, kind of ending up on the losing side of things at this moment. Mickey, what happened with Reyes there? It seemed like, you know, he didn't necessarily run down to first the full way, and then both you and Gary were speaking with him in the dugout. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it looked like that to us, too. I went and talked to Ray Ray, and he, and he said he felt something coming out of the box, and he was he was scared he was going to pull something. So, you know, he kind of pulled up halfway. You know, I thought that maybe he was frustrated or whatever, but, but he felt something coming out of the box. Hamstring? He, he just felt like his he was going to pull something. He didn't quite say exactly what it was it at that like moment, moment in time. Stretching his back a little bit in the sixth, did he have some kind of issue? Or? No, um, you know, he, he felt fatigued. Um, you know, he didn't say anything to me about his back or anything. He just felt like, you know, he told Dave he was fatigued, so we ended up getting him out of there. That's when Dave came over to you, right? Yes, yes. Logistically, for DeGrom, the last 24 hours, was there driving or no, sleeping no. involved? No, he was, he was here the whole time. Three straight change-ups, is that uh, normal for the home run? No, not usually. You know, yeah. And then I, with the third one, just didn't get where he wanted to at all. So, you know, I think that uh, you know, I'm sure that if they could take it back, they would. But, uh, you know, he chose the pitch. And, and Jacob always throws with conviction. So, you know, it's just hard to ever second-guess what he's doing. And uh, the guy put a good swing on it. He was really cruising through those first five innings. Did you see any noticeable difference in that sixth? No, I really didn't, um, other than, you know, maybe one bad pitch and, and the, the kid put a good swing on it. Wilmer, the ball first base, that's, I mean, you got to charge and get that, right? Yeah, you just got to come and get it. Uh, you got to sell out. You know, if you wait for that thing to go foul, but the runners are running around the bases. Um, you know, he still had a chance to come get it hard and put the tag on way before the runner would have gotten past him, um, and he, get, he just got a little indecisive there. Gary, Gary talked to him about it, and he kind of realized it right after it happened. Is that some of the challenges you're dealing with, the fact that, it's kind of like uh, color by numbers, learn as you go. I mean, most first basemen would just make that play instinctively. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I think that uh, Wilmer knew uh, right after, you know, he hesitated that he probably should have come and gotten it. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to work and try to get guys better. In your discussions with Wilmer there, was he thinking that ball would go foul or was he thinking Jake was going to yeah, come so, get it? So anytime the ball's right on the line, they, you know, kind of hesitate, okay, trying to read it. But but in that situation, first and third, a runner's going to score if it doesn't go foul. And you have to know as a first baseman, you're going to come charging and get hard. And then, you know what, if you get to it and then it and you think it might go foul, then you just let it roll by you. And he kind of just hesitated and was in between both. You've tried a lot of different things over the past month or two to address fundamentals for this team. When, when it keeps happening, not just the Wilmer play, but Rosario error leads to two runs, things like that. I mean, I guess just what is your frustration level, exasperation that, that it does keep popping up? No, you can't get frustrated. You just got to keep on working. Um, you know, there we have to continue to try to put them in a, in a position where they're better at making those plays. And that's what we'll do day in and day out. I mean, Mickey, you, you just mentioned being even killed the, the preparation. I mean, do you feel at any point, with, you know, that you need to be out more outspoken with the guys, more critical or anything like that? Well, you mean to, to you guys? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I don't think that'll do any good. I mean, we, we uh, you know, approach the way they play or the uh, mistakes or the things they do good every single day. So, you know, you, you guys just don't see it. You know, we're out there working with them, trying to get them better, or we're talking to them about uh, this and that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way to approach it in my mind. A 5-2 loss following an 8-2 loss. Thank you to Mickey Calloway. Game only took two hours and 23 minutes, by the way. DeGrom worked fast and so did the kid, Pablo Lopez, 22-year-old who gets the win and DeGrom is now 5-4. Got to be the best 5-4 pitcher in Major League history with an ERA of 1.84. So now the Mets will look ahead and we'll do the same thing. What's brewing for today is brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year, returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world. They're called Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. And they got pretty good coffee here in this press box, by the way. They've also got a, a fine little candy bar. Got M&Ms you can take by the handful, gummy bears. Uh, what, what are the big uh, malted milk balls? I, I don't know if they have a name, but they're just they're big and dusty. I, I got a big bin full of those. Their menu items, though, I, I got to mention this. I actually brought this up on the air. Maybe it's just me, but kind of like, I mean, when you check into a hotel, you, you don't need to see on the marquee, we have ice you just kind of assume that's part of the deal when you stay at a hotel. They had it written on the menu for the game on Saturday, hot dogs with buns and also hamburgers with buns. I, I, I mean, maybe it's me. I just assume that the, the buns are part of the deal. It's like advertising sandwiches with bread. Otherwise, that's just a pile of cold cuts. But anyway, uh, look, for, for 10 bucks, it's a fine meal. And I, I shouldn't be complaining, but I'm in a mood because the Mets are now... 32 and 48. If you're going out of market and you want to see the Mets or any big league baseball team, don't forget to put the app on your phone that you need called Hotel Tonight. All those hotels have ice. I guarantee you that. And whether you're a planner or you like to leave things to the very last minute, Hotel Tonight is the app you got to have. You book a room in 10 seconds, three taps and a swipe, and you is done. Like they say, they only work with places where they would stay as well. Hotel Tonight is the name. Stephen Matz, the Long Island lefty, Sunday afternoon. And it's going to be Dan Straley coming back from a five-game suspension. He'll pitch for Miami. The Marlins suddenly ahead of the Mets by percentage points in the standings. And Straley at 3-3 three and three will take on Matz, 3-5. and five. 
Matz was very good last time out. No walks and seven strikeouts in that game. And just because you just don't have a lot of trust in the Mets bullpen these days, you're hoping that Matz can give them some length, maybe seven innings. Wouldn't it be nice to see a Mets go eight innings one of these times? Again, DeGrom, only 84 pitches, and he was lifted in the game on Saturday. He just seems like a very frustrated man right now, and, and I don't blame him. The Mets still can't hit with runners in scoring position. And they have lost now a rather staggering 22 of their last 27 games, 10 out of 11. They are 15 and 39 since May the 1st. It's just not shaping up to be anywhere close to the year the Mets thought they were going to have. But a Sunday fun day. Hopefully it'll go that way. And then the Mets head to Toronto and maybe they'll be undefeated in foreign soil. We'll have that to look forward to. This is Josh Lewis. This is the Daily Mets podcast. Thanks for keeping the faith. Talk to you soon. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.